Just because you have a driver's license doesn't mean you should be able to drive. And that's the lemon. What's up, everyone? This is Evan with the Lemons with Clemens. Today's lemon is driving. Oh my gosh. And a lot of it came from, uh, I got inspiration from my last episode when I was talking about the comment section in social media. And it made me think about road rage because road rage is something that happens all the time, whether it be me or someone else, or even how you see drivers act whenever they're driving behind you like some assholes or in front of you. What I really want to get into, though, is we've never been in a time that driving's been so easy. We've now gone into where it's autonomous. You have the Teslas that basically can drive themselves. There's even reporting of people falling asleep in the cars while it's driving or people getting pulled over and they're sitting in the back seat while the Tesla is driving itself. First of all, this is the future. We're here. That's awesome. All right. It's, it's terrifying. Okay. It's absolutely terrifying to think about that's on the road with you, but that's also amazing that, that it's even possible that that can happen. So it's kind of a double-edged sword where, wow, that's really neat, but holy cow, that is terrifying. And please don't be on the same road as me. Um, but, but to really focus in on it is that, you know, it's really awesome that we have the technology that can do that. And at least if someone's going to be falling asleep in a car, at least it's one that's driving itself, which is way safer. And I'm not, I'm not at all advocating to go try to take a nap in your car while you're going from one place to another. Uh, but I'm talking for the people that if you're on a long commute and I mean, it happens, people fall asleep at the wheel all the time, which is incredibly dangerous to, to drive tired. But instead of going into another lane and, and crashing into a ditch or whatever it is, at least it, the car is keeping in, in place. So, or in, in the right lane. So that that's a kind of a neat thing. But I mean, not, not only just the autonomous driving. I mean, the cars now, you press a button and it parallel parks itself. You have the mirrors that light up whenever someone's in your blind spot. So we've now made it so much easier to drive. And we've constantly had to improve ourselves and make things safer. And yes, that's great for society. It should be safer. But one of the reasons it has to be safer is because so many people are so bad at driving. It, it It's baffling to me. Now, what I'm about to talk about is all anecdotal. To be fair, again, I have to, I feel like I want to just constantly make sure we all know this. I'm not out there doing research and looking statistics and, and reading uh, government websites on, on crash reports, okay? But I think there's a lot to what I'm about to say and go into. So let's kind of... Let's start, you know, with let's talk about the kids driving. Okay, first of all, it's way easier now to get a license. I feel like than than any other country. Okay, you turn what is it, fifteen? You can drive around with a permit. Sixteen, you can get a license. Then you're you're free to go. You're sixteen years old. You can't vote. You can't do anything else. You have no ability to make life decisions. You can't even get a tattoo, but you can be in uh, behind the wheel of a vehicle that is also determined. A deadly weapon if used incorrectly. A vehicle has the ability to do the same if not more damage than a weapon. Now the people that are in rural com communities are going to argue about this all the time because, you know, I know a lot of people, including my brother, including my father, and a lot of my family, they learned how to drive on the farms, 
Um, they were driving tractors, and but but that's different. If you're driving on your own property or on your own land, that's one thing, okay? But if you're on a public road with hundreds of other people around, pedestrians walking, right? I just I'm just thinking about Grand Theft Auto now, the game where you can just run into anybody. But we now are in a society where we're going, you know, kind of piggybacking off the last episode about social media. But with social media, you got texting. We're we're now always involved with our phones. In, in kids even more so so texting and driving is a huge deal we have giant signs that you want to read while driving about uh, don't text and drive yeah, that, that's not going to stop anybody cool it's a great reminder all right but that's not going to do it people are still going to look at their phones because we're all about getting the instant gratification of a text message and, and wanting a response and whatnot it's terrifying anytime i've ever worked in, with somebody and someone's like all right, I got my license, or maybe not even worked with them, but been, been around somebody. It's like, I got my license. It's like, well, let me know when you're on the road because I want to be nowhere near you. When, and one thing I've learned while, while driving, you know, and a lot of this was whenever my son was born, okay? For the first time, and this has changed my opinion on driving completely. Whenever my son was born, and the first day we left the hospital, packed him in the car seat, buckled up, making sure everything is... At this point, you know, it's the first time, so you are double-checking the seatbelts are taut. You know, they're nice and tight. They're not going to go anywhere. Did, did it actually click? I don't know if I heard it click. I better make sure it's clicked. So I make sure oh, I unplug it and do it again. I'm buckled up. Everything's good to go. I might even have a couple pillows just in case anything happens. You know what I mean? It's just, it, it's terrifying. So I have a day-old child in a car seat in my back seat. Then I remember pulling off the exit ramp and hitting the highway. I've never been more terrified because I'm at that point I'm responsible for another life other than my own. And whenever I drive with anybody else too, how I how I've driven is always different because I, I know at that point I know what I'm capable of, but I want to make sure I, if I'm responsible for somebody else's life, you you're a little more I think cognizant of what's going on around you. Even more so, the first time you ever drive with a newborn child. When you know the innocence and the uh, fragility of it and the fragility of life. But I remember pulling onto the, to that highway and I was terrified. And what I realized, I wasn't terrified of me driving. I was terrified of everyone else. And that's when it clicked for me. I am always watching the other people. And, that, and that's one thing I realized. My father taught me that. It's not about what you're doing most of the time when you're on the road. It's what everyone else is doing. And that's what I really want to get into. I was terrified to be on a highway because you never know. No one's using their blinker. They're speeding around. They're driving like maniacs. Or they're riding your ass because they want to go faster. It, it's something where you're just watching everybody else. At that point, I was just driving below the speed limit. Just staying in my own lane. Just kind of being careful. That moment is when I started looking at driving differently. But speaking of using your blinker, there is nothing worse than if you don't know if you can turn, you're at an intersection, or if you're even on the highway, and someone's not using the blinker. First of all, we're all trying to get to one place to another. That's why we're in the car in the first place, all right? Tell me you're turning so I know I can turn. But the worst part is I, can, I still can't even trust that because so many people leave their blinker on. So even if someone says they're turning and has their blinker on, I'm still waiting to watch them slow down and turn, which is also the proper way of driving. If you didn't know that... Just wait, all right? Have a little patience. I know we all want to get somewhere fast, but have a little patience. Watch for the blinker. And if you're not using the blinker, if you're turning, 
just fucking use the blinker. All right, that's all I want. Now, I understand if there's no one around, you're on a highway and you're going around a semi, you might not need to use a blinker. Lawfully, yeah, you probably should, all right? It's a dumb reason to get pulled over. But also, I'm not going to get as angry if I see that compared to turning at an intersection on the street in town. The other thing that just drives me absolutely bonkers, okay, is when someone is driving and riding your ass, first of all, Real quick, before I go into this, here's a, here's a pro tip for you, all right? A couple things that really pisses people off. When you have the asshole riding your ass because they think they are more important than everybody else and they're just a foot away from you, first of all, you could be the guy or the girl that does the brake check and you just kind of flash your, your brake lights to them when they're like, back off. And you could do that. I've done that, all right? Because I want people not right behind me. First of all, it's unsafe. Second of all, get over yourself. Instead of doing that, which could potentially go into an accident, one of the best things that I've learned to do, it works really well on highways, use your windshield wiper fluid. When you do that and you you put all the, the liquid on the windshield wipers, it'll fly back onto the car behind you. And all of a sudden, if you watch your rear view mirror, you're going to see them. All of a sudden, they're using their windshield wipers because they were too close and it sprayed their car. Hilarious to do. Sometimes it's even gives them, because if they don't get it the first time, I'll do it again. All of a sudden, they start slowing down like, all right, maybe I am too close. Works wonders, and it's a lot safer than doing a brake check, okay? Don't get in a wreck from a brake check. There's nothing worse when you get the person that's riding your ass, trying to get around you, or if you're on the highway waiting to get to, to, to an exit ramp, and the person speeding around you gets in front of you just to slow down to take the next exit. You didn't save any time. Did you feel better doing that? Because you got there literally the same amount of time as if you waited the two seconds to get to the exit ramp. Because you still have to slow down when going up an exit ramp because there's going to be a stop at the end of it. What are you doing? All right? Get over yourself. That's the biggest takeaway from that. All right? The same thing is there's nothing that drives me even more crazy than the person that passes you. You weren't going fast enough for them. They get over. And they go slower than you. And then all of a sudden, you're having to speed up. Or if you go to speed up or go around somebody because you're going maybe one mile an hour over. Or, or faster than them, I should say. And they speed up because what? They don't want to get past? Or they realize that we're going slow? Just say at one speed. Oh my god. That just drives me, it dri it drives me insane. Pun intended. But other than those little nuances that just absolutely piss me off, what about what about the insurance companies? Okay, so this is this is one of the things that used to always drive me mad. So, again, anecdotal. First of all, insurance, all the ins big insurance companies now have these apps that track your driving. They've, it, it knows like you give it your location settings. It knows when you're in the car based on your speed. It knows where you're going, so it maps where you're regularly going. Knows how fast you're going. Knows how quick you're braking. And no, like, is that not terrifying to other people? And this is kind of a, again, a, a piggyback off the last episode, but it is so terrifying that they have all that information just from following the data that you're sending from your phone. And I am so uneasy with these companies having all that. They, they say that it's really what it's supposed to do. And I've talked to my insurance agent about it because she, she tried to sell it to me. Is What they do is they're going to take the information and based on your driving, they can change their pricing. 
if they know you're barely driving on average, you're just going from your house to work and the grocery store and back home, they don't need to charge you as much as the person that's driving all over the place all the time. That I can understand. I can get that a little bit and I can get behind that because that, that actually makes sense. But I don't think it's worth giving them all my information for that. You know, and, and it's one of those things where for some people that might be worth it, but they're trying to get that information to collect and they can change the thresholds for the pricing and how they do it. But I don't think it's worth it in the grand scheme of things because they don't need to know everything about me. That's my insurance company. Just cover my car. All right. How much I drive does not determine every time. I mean, I guess it changes the statistics of you getting into an accident, but it doesn't determine, you know, that it won't happen at all. I'm sure not being on a highway and whatnot changes things, but it doesn't take into account for when you go see family somewhere else. Uh, I don't know how much I uh, I agree with it. And I, I don't know how I feel about it. I But I'm also one of those people that I don't want to give people all my information. Again, just like social media. But talking about pricing, I remember one of the things that was the worst whenever I was growing up. And, and things kind of change as you get older. Um, and now it doesn't affect me as much. But males have a higher insurance rate than females. Now, when you ask them about that, it is because on average, men drive more aggressively, some might even say stupidly, than females on average, statistically. They're in more accidents, there's more casualties when there's a male driver, and based on that, they raise the rates to, to male drivers. Now, one thing I also know, and I'm going to say this as fact, even if it's anecdotal, women get out of more tickets than men. I put my name on that. I put a million dollars on that. The amount of people I knew, by people, I mean women, the amount of women that I knew, or girls even, younger girls most of the time, that, and sometimes would brag about it, Get at getting out of tickets because they cried or because they batted their eyelashes. Now, if you get a female cop, oh, you're screwed no matter what. It doesn't matter what what you your gender is at that point. Uh, but if you have a, not a man as a cop, no matter what, they're going by the book. But but uh, whenever you have the, the male cop, apparently, okay, again, anecdotal, is that I, I used to hear about women who would get out of tickets all the time because they, either they cried or they flirted, or they, you know, and of course, you know, sometimes men get out of tickets too, you know, sometimes it's just a good day, it wasn't that big of a deal, you're just going a few over, but I've, any time I've ever ridden with a female, they've always gone way faster than me when driving, and on average, you know, I'll go over the speed limit, okay, if any police officers are listening, please don't pull me over, but I'm not just a speed demon, and I remember growing up after I got my license, and I was driving around a lot, I was terrified riding with the females because they would just be zooming. I'm talking, you know, if the speed limit's 70, a lot of people will go 80. Or, you know, some people just like to sit it right in the middle at 75. Some people think they're being smart by going 74. It's not that big of a threshold. But these women were all going like 85. I'd be like, it'll be fine. I'll get out of ticket. And, and that's the mindset, the mentality that they have about it. Or they had. I don't know if it's the same still. But that is insane to me. So I'm getting a higher insurance rate 
because of that. And that's what used to always go through my head, but it's something I had to had to mention because I know that that is something that is commonplace still um, in a lot of aspects. Is it fair? No, but I can also understand if it is men that are getting into more accidents. They might, the women might be speeding. Maybe they're not getting in as many accidents. When it comes to getting our license, it's probably easier to do it here than anywhere else. From from what I understand, at least. So let me base it off of my brother who uh, lived in Germany for a long time. They spend thousands of dollars on a driver's license, and it takes a long time to get it. They also have the autobahn, which which has no speed limit so i think they have to take it a little more seriously but because they make it such a big deal and they make sure you know that driving isn't your right it's a privilege and that and that's one thing we have to get through everybody's head is that it is an absolute privilege to be able to drive being able to get wherever you want whenever you want is is a freedom that is amazing but just because you have a license doesn't mean you should drive but these people would spend a long time trying to get a license, spend a lot of money, and then they also had to take a new test every so often to maintain their license. I think that's a standard that we should bring, especially if we're gonna if our traffic accidents are at such a high rate, especially with texting and driving. If we're making such a big deal about texting and driving, why are we not making getting a license a bigger deal? Why are we making it? It's really not hard, and now. You don't even have to pass a parallel park part uh, or parallel park um, test because the car will do it for you. You just press a button and you're good to go. How much easier in 20 years is a driving test going to be when all the cars are autonomous? Whenever they do everything themselves. Are we even going to have a driving test? I'm sure we will. But even so, even with all the driving tests, the more that you can do, like when it comes to commercial driving license... Or, or truckers, they, they get their CDLs. Even those people that pass it are still idiots sometimes. You know, you always see the pictures, and it's funny at the time, but it's also ridiculous when you see, like, a truck, a trucker that gets in his truck and doesn't know the height of his truck and it hits the underside of a bridge is an idiot and shouldn't have been driving. If you think you can get through the, the clearing, don't risk it. Find another route. You know, and, and speaking of driving, is is I know it can't just be me, but I cannot drive behind a semi holding anything on the back end without being terrified and having to speed around it because of those damn Final Destination movies. I know that can't be just me. I am terrified. I think in the movie it was like, it was a uh, it was like logs on the back of, or on the bed of the truck that came off. That's so scary to me now. Anytime I see, it doesn't matter what it is. Like even like when the cars are, when it, when it's the trucks that are carrying cars, I'm afraid it's going to come unhooked and just crash into my car. And so anytime I'm on one of those, uh, behind one of those big rigs on the road, I have to speed around it because I am so scared that something catastrophic is going to happen. And I do not want to be the victim of some final destination shit. So in other countries, like I said, it's a bigger deal to get your license, and it's a lot harder. One of the things we took from these other countries is the idea of roundabouts. Does nobody know how to use a roundabout? I've seen people take roundabouts the wrong way. I'm pretty sure every roundabout also has a sign that says one way, but they'll still turn left instead of taking a right. And speaking of right, right-of-ways, does nobody know what the right-of-way is? Do you not know when it's your turn to go? 
I feel like proper driving etiquette has gone out the window because nobody teaches. I mean, it's with most things, and maybe I'm just an old man just venting now because it's not like it was back in my day. First of all, on red lights, you can turn right. Unless, I guess, in some states, it might not be that way. But as far as I know, I mean, if no one's coming, you can still turn right and continue on with your with your life. All right. Also, quick question. This isn't in my notes or anything, but how do stoplights work? Or do they use cameras? Or is it just an algorithm? I think they use cameras. I remember one time I was I was trying to go to, I think it was a theme park or something. One of those, like a Six Flags or Worlds of Fun type of place. We went onto an exit ramp with my brother was driving and we sat at this light for 10 minutes at least. And finally, a guy got out of his truck, came up, knocked on the window, said, hey, pull a little bit forward. There's a sensor on the line and when it, and it'll see that you're on the line and then it'll say that you're here and it'll turn green or else it'll stay red constantly. First of all, why was it? Why was the sensor on the line? Aren't you supposed to park behind the line? And if you're not parking behind the line, then you're another asshole driver. So I'm trying to figure where, or how about the people in the cities that park whenever they are at a light or a stop sign, when they stop, they're in the crosswalk in the basically in the middle of the intersection. I mean, it's a, it's where people are supposed to walk and all of a sudden you're parked right there because you're an asshole. Seriously though, how did, how did the lights even, I don't, I, I think, you know, I always thought when they started putting the cameras up, I thought it was just like. The traffic cameras for if you run in the red light, but do they use that to say, okay, there's this many cars, so now I can turn it green? Or is there an algorithm or a timer set on it? Because, you know, it's one thing. I should really look this stuff up before I start making these podcasts because now I'm just going to start having all these random thoughts and sound like an idiot. I'm sure it's something super obvious and everybody knows it except for me. I, I feel like I'm just venting about driving now, which I guess that's what I'm supposed to be doing anyway. So, road rage, all right? That was a very hard segue. That was a bad transition. Well, we'll work on that. But the whole purpose of this episode, again, was because I was talking about road rage before with social media. Road rage is such a serious thing, and I do it all the time. I I call people. I'm like, what do you... For the same stuff that I'm talking about now, like, next time use your fucking blinker, asshole, because I'm waiting for no reason. Or I'll just be like, hey cool, man, you're super fast for getting in front of me just so you could take the next turn two feet away. Like, are you kidding me? Like, it's just stupid stuff. And I am super comfortable saying that in the privacy and safety of my own car. But man, have I seen some people just flip me off for going the speed limit or just slightly over it to get around because they're trying to get a place super fast. Road rage is a real thing, and there's something about being behind the glass with a steering wheel in front of you that just gives you every right to be the biggest prick possible. And it's it's kind of terrifying because you have, the, I mean, it, it, it changes something in your brain where you just think differently, where you just, all hell breaks loose. You have no thoughts and no care for anything around you at that point. And people are running people off the road, just doing all kinds of crazy shit. And what about the people that try to go around a school bus? Oh my God, that's terrifying. I saw something on the news where a little kid got hit because someone was just trying to get around a school bus super fast. That's awful. If you're that person, fuck you. Could you imagine being the bus driver? Your job is the safety of a kid. And you think everything's fine. And then you have some douchebag flying by 
I don't know. It just, it just, some of those things just doesn't make sense to me. And I have no idea how somebody's thought process works whenever they see that stuff or whenever I see that stuff. One of the worst things though is whenever there's road construction or a traffic jam and it just irks the shit out of me when it says, and you get, you get plenty of warning that, Hey, we're about to go to one lane. Everybody get ready to merge because shit's about to suck and you're about to be going slow. Nobody likes that. It is the worst. It, it, it feels like it throws off your whole day. I absolutely hate it. And I will go out of my way to m- get in the way when somebody is just driving on the other lane that is about to merge because it's clear because everybody is doing the right thing and trying to be in the lane that it's, that it's going to be going down to, to the single file line that we learned in kindergarten. And they're just flying past everyone and trying to squeeze in further up in the line. No, the fuck you are not. And anybody that stops and lets somebody in, I hate you too. Don't let that asshole in because you're just enabling that behavior for next time. That's what I do. After I see like two or three cars go, I start driving in the middle of the road. Y'all can just wait behind me because you're not getting in front of me because you don't know how to read a sign You're not better than me. You're not better than anybody behind me or in front of me. Wait your turn like everybody else. Common courtesy of the road, just get in line. Because you don't know how to read a sign or you think you should get somewhere faster, get the hell out of here. I actually learned that trick from truckers because I've seen truckers do it because they hate that shit too. That's the one thing I got to say. Truck drivers, respect the hell out of them. All right? Follow them. If you see a truck, a semi, an 18-wheeler on the highway flying, going way fast. Now, there's one condition here, all right? If they're all over the road driving like a jackass, that's something different, okay? Don't do not don't do what I'm about to say because maybe call the number of how's my driving on the back because you don't need somebody being unsafe while doing it. Otherwise, if you see a semi-truck flying down, and by flying, I mean for a semi-truck to go over the speed limit... It's kind of a big deal because they get fined so much more. So if you see them going 75, 80 on a 70 mile uh, speed limit, you get behind them and you follow them. They're clearing the way for you because chances are they got a scanner and they got CB radios and they're talking to all the other truckers that are saying, hey, there's a cop here or you're clear. They know better than you. They have all, all the information they need or else they wouldn't be risking it unless they're just idiots. And if it comes down to a semi and you getting pulled over by a police officer, they're going at the semi because it's a lot more dangerous and it's a bigger fine. Get behind that trucker and follow them. They know what the hell they're doing. Speaking of things you can learn from truckers, let's talk about lights, okay? First of all, if someone flashes their lights at you, if you're from the other lane of a highway, just a quick flash or two, chances are that means there is a cop up ahead. Slow your ass down. Or... You know, one thing I hate doing is if I'm not paying attention and I'm flicking my hand real quick for my blinker and all of a sudden I flash somebody, I feel like an asshole and I feel like I almost got to be like super nice of a driver because I'm not trying to be like, hey, jackass. And most people think if someone's flashing, you're just being an asshole. And that and that's the other part about whenever with the road rage, I think, is that when anybody does anything, you instantly assume the worst. So if you accidentally flash your lights, you're like, what the hell do you want? You know, or, or, you know, anything like that. You're just assuming the worst in all people behind you or, or in front of you. You just assume that they're all just being the worst person possible. And, and so we just have this idea that no matter what, 
those people are are or have ill intentions and I, and that's a bad issue i think with society and whenever again you take uh, when you take things out of context whether it be through through texting or social media or through driving whenever you take the person out of whatever is happening it leads to a very poor way of reacting and a very poor way of analyzing a situation but an easier way to express certain things to a driver, especially truckers, they'll love you for this. If someone's trying to get over, don't flash your lights at them to get over. Again, they're going to assume that you're just being an asshole, but like, don't get in front of me. Turn your lights off and back on is a way to tell somebody you're clear to come over. And it's also, and you can, in just, just how it, it affects you whenever you see it, you're like, okay, they're not being, it's not bright. You're, they're just being, a lot more mellow of a way thing so it's a lot a lot easier to take in i guess and an easier way to process it uh that's another thing i learned just from driving around and seeing truckers do it all the time and how how truckers react to each other and 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 motion to each other i think is incredibly important speaking of truckers whatever happened to the the pumping with the arm out of the window for little kids i never see that anymore do truckers do that anymore you know i i had heard as i was getting older that they started or they stopped doing that because it's unsafe or something, because it scares people. I don't know, but I never see that anymore. It used to be the coolest thing when you're on a school bus and everybody's doing the <clears throat> uh, doing the hand pump for them to blow the horn. And now I, I, I never see that anymore. I've got to make sure. I'm, we got to bring that back. Let's make that a thing again. Last but not least, old people should not be on the road. Right? There is nothing worse. You know, and everything I was just talking about, I think, kind of goes out the window when I say there's nothing worse than getting stuck behind someone old. That rages me. It's like, get the hell off the road. because and, and the reason is, you know, a lot of times they drive slow. They're being safe. They're also in no hurry, I think is what it is. They're in no hurry to get anywhere. And, you know, maybe that's a good thing. Maybe that's a bad thing. But it's also, it throws off traffic. One old person one vehicle can completely change the flow of traffic and i absolutely hate it you know whether it be on the highway all of a sudden you have a traffic jam for because one car is going slower than the rest of them you know it's i think a lot of it also is because the reaction time of an elderly person is different it's slower. It's just how life works, unfortunately. It catches up to us, and we just don't process things at the same speed. Maybe that's why. I don't know. I'm not there yet, and I'm kind of scared to be because I'm going to be yelling at all the whippersnappers, driving, God damn it, get off the road. You're driving too damn fast. Is it because they don't process things, so they're going slower, or is it they're just in no rush to get anywhere anymore because they've done it all already? Plus, you know, our eyes get worse as we age. And, th and that's another thing. So I think, honestly, I on I honestly don't have a problem with somebody older driving, okay? Let me, let me kind of clear the air there, is that I do think there needs to be more, uh, a more regular process behind testing drivers that are over a certain age. I am in no position to determine that age or what is right and wrong. And I don't know if you get into, like, ageism, is that a type of discrimination age? I'm, I'm sure it is. But I don't know if that becomes a thing. But scientifically, medically, it's just something that I think is, is incredibly important. You can't just sit there and say, 
you're totally no okay to drive however you want for the rest of your life. I, I think that after a certain age, there's got to be a threshold where you say, okay, maybe every year or every other year, every time you renew your license or your tags, you need to also take a test to make sure that you still have all the capability to still do it. It's hard for me to say that too, because my own grandmother, all right, we just call her granny. Everybody calls her granny. All right. Everybody loves granny. She refuses to give up driving. And I'll tell you, it is terrifying to ride with her. Now it's a little bit different, but just a couple years ago, she would drive faster than me. She knew where she wanted. She wasn't one of those people that drove slow just because she was, you know, wasn't in a rush to get anywhere. She was flying. And it made so much sense whenever I rode with her because my dad always drove fast. My brother always drove fast. But oh my gosh, I don't even know the age of granny, okay? But there's no way that she was under the age of 70. And she always drove at least 70. Uh, shit, at least at least 80 at some points. I've seen her just flying. And <laughs> it just blows your mind when you have a certain you have a certain idea in your head of how most people of a certain age drive, and then all of a sudden you get behind or you're in a car with, with somebody at that age behind the wheel and they just put you to shame. There's something about it that that is uh it just kind of changes your opinion on some things. But you know, I, I at the end of the day. I think it, it, we all need to be safer. We need to take care of each other. And, and they're now making it easier for all of us to to drive better. And I think a lot of it's out of necessity more than just trying to make it more safe society. It's out of necessity because people are being unsafe in general. You know, I, maybe, well, I guess I, I should say it's, it's probably a little bit of both. You know, we, all, we want everything to be safer, but people also suck. I've never talked so long about driving <laughs> and, I've, I've, and I didn't realize how much I, I felt about it uh, until I started kind of just thinking about it but uh, be safe when you're on the road don't be an asshole learn to use your blinker and just because you have your driver's license it really doesn't mean you need to be driving and that's the lemon if you've been liking what you've been hearing, don't forget to go to the Facebook page for Lemons with Clemens. I'll be looking for any comments or any discussion on any of the most recent episodes, and I'm always looking for more content to create for you. So please don't hesitate to leave a comment, like the page, also follow us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or any of the other apps that you might be using to listen to this. And always, always, always thank you for listening to Lemons with Clemens.